Yes, it's nice to be here. It's been a while. Um, summer travels here and there, but um, I'm glad again to be awarded an opportunity to to come and share the word of God. And I believe that I'm not given this opportunity because I'm in any way better than anyone, because there are really amazing people here who can speak way better than me. But I really thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you to the worship team for, leaving, for leading us so well. I just felt we could just stay in there and just worship God, you know? As time goes on, I'll teach you something that we used to, we used to do uh, in Africa whenever we gathered in the church to worship God. We will just gather there and pour our hearts to God. I, 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 I don't know if you understand what I mean. We will just get in there and say, God, we are just here for you. It's all about you. Those are life-transforming moments, right? So when we come to, to church, uh, when we gather every Sunday like this, we must come with an expectation, right? Uh, David says, as a deer pants for the waters, so my soul pants for you, God. Right? So when we come like that, I'm getting carried away. Yes. Thank you, Mark, for encouraging me. I haven't even studied about what I want to preach about, but I feel it's very important. I've seen a few people in here stand up. I've seen Gary come and try to steer the church. But I'm sure very soon we're going to get into... It's like, you know, when you, when you put... Uh, maybe in here you use charcoal and stuff like that. In, uh, in Africa, we, we grew up using firewood, Right? So you just go in the bushes and get the wood, and then, you know, you come and make firewood. So if you get nice, very good dry firewood for the, that makes good fire, you put it together. What does it do? It gives you good and nice fire, right? But if you come with some firewood, that's worth. It produces a lot of smoke, right? And a bit of some carbon monoxide, and it doesn't make it. So as a church, we must arrive at a point where when we meet, we are like that dry firewood. You know, we are so hungry. We are so thirsty for God. Hello? Hello? There's an African preacher. <laughs> don't be serious. Right. Can you give your neighbor a high five and tell them, don't be serious? Come on, come on. Yeah, give a high five. It's okay, church. We'll be preaching together. Tell them, don't be serious. Hallelujah. So that's, that's the kind of church that God wants. A church that will gather together, even as the worship team like Mark, you could tell Mark didn't want to even move from here. It's okay. And then at that moment, the presence of God comes down. And when the presence of God comes down, it touches and transforms our lives. It changes us into another man. So... I'm getting carried away. So, one day, I think it was Saul, he met with the prophets, and he mingled with the prophets, and he began to prophesy. Do you know that as a church of God, if we open our hearts to God, if we say, God, we are here, and then we forget 
our titles. We forget our troubles. We forget our tribulations. We forget anything that's troubling you. And you begin to open your heart to God. It's amazing things God can do in our lives. Hello, church? Can you hear me? Yeah. So we need to, to, to have that kind of a drive, that kind of a heart that David had. That's why God calls David a man after his own heart. Why? Because David would make a thousand mistakes, billions of mistakes, but he's the same man who would go before God with a repentant heart. He would be the same man who go before God and say, God, I just put a man on the line of battle and he has died. I just took somebody's wife and he has died. I am sorry. He would genuinely ask for forgiveness. He would not hold on to the fact that, oh, I am the king. I rule. I have the power. Nobody can touch me. He had that kind of a heart. And that is the heart that God is looking for in this church. That when we meet, we open our hearts. You, you know, you feel the transformation from the inside out. You know, God changes you into another person. And the people who previously saw you, they'll be like, what happened to passionate? That's what I experienced when I got born again when I became a Christian. That's why it's very important for maybe any one of us here, if you're not yet born again, that's why it's very important to give your life to Christ. Hello? Are you still happy with me? God, we thank you that you are God. We thank you that this is your church. We thank you that we are your people. And without you, we are nothing. I pray, God, that you continue to strengthen us from the inside out. We know, God, if you can transform us from the inside, then we can conquer the desires of the flesh. We can conquer the, the, the battles of the flesh and the battlefields of the mind. I pray, God, that each and every time we meet as Christ Central, as the, word, as the name of the church, that Christ Central says that you be central. Your tangible presence be felt. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that if there are people who are distressed, who are sick, who are feeling discouraged, who are feeling lonely, who are feeling lost, the minute we come to Christ central, where you are central, God, that they meet with you. In Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Spirit of God, as we continue to serve you, as we continue to walk on this earth, that we realize that you are God. You are King. You are worthy of all the honor. You are worthy of all the worship. You are worthy of all the adoration. And besides you, there's nobody else. 
I pray, God, that you strengthen us so much as a church that we go beyond our limitations. We go beyond our barriers. We go beyond those cultures enacted by the political leaders that make us not experience you more and desire to break forth and get to have those experiences with you while we live on this earth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. After this prayer, I was almost tempted to just say, this marks the end of a church and go and sit down. <laughs> it's very much proper. I could do that. Uh, all those things I've, I just shared with you, I felt I should just share in my heart. I didn't prepare. Um, but I had a sermon title today uh, that I want us to share with from the book of uh, First Samuel, chapter 30. Verse 1 to 23. I'm going to read. When David and his men came home from Ziklag on the third day, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid on the south of Negev and Ziklag, and they had struck Ziklag and burned it, burned it with fire. They had taken the women and all who were there both great and small, captive, they killed no one, but carried them off and went away with them. So David and his men came to the town, and behold, it was burned, and their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. When David and the men with him, and, and when David and the men with him lifted up their voices and wept, until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive. Uh, Ahinoam and Jezreelites, uh, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. David was greatly distressed, for the men spoke of stoning him, because the, so of, because the souls of them all were bitterly grieved, each man and his sons and daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So I have a title of my sermon today, and it's entitled, Encourage Yourself in the Lord. I don't think it's a proper title, the how it goes. I think it's a statement, or it's a phrase. Oh, I don't know how it sounds like, but I'm going to read it. Encourage yourself in the Lord, encourage others, and don't give up. Hello, church. Are we still together? I would like for you to say these words with me to somebody next to you. Tell them and say, encourage yourself in the Lord, encourage others, and don't give up. Yes. So that's what I want us to talk about today. So, so from, the, from what we have just read here, we find a very painful situation uh, that David encountered after coming from a battle with his army. He found Ziklag had been raided and bent down. Women and all who were there, great and small, had been taken captive. David and his men were very distressed and powerless. David's two wives 
had been taken. So you could imagine that the state David was in at that moment, being king, it was a very heartbreaking moment. He felt like a failure. Um, it was the worst situation. And you could f imagine the pressure that he was going through, just like everyone else, you know? Um, I'm just asking myself this question, if I happened to be David, you know, we no longer live in that kind of like Victorian life or that, you know, those type of life, but if something were to happen in my life almost similar to what David went through, how would I react? Right? So, as worse as the situation was, here's the worst part. His men wanted to stone him. But David would be like, guys, we're together there. We're in the war together. We're not here when this happened. It's not like you left me behind and I was irresponsible. Hence, these guys, these guys came and conquered us. You know? But one thing that I liked that the Bible writes clearly, that it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. I want you to hold that very firmly. It's going to save you in a lot of battles as we keep on going in this life. Some visions says, some visions express it as this way. They say, but David found strength in the Lord his God. And then another one says, David took courage in the Lord. And then the other one says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. And then the other visions say, David held family in the Lord his God. And then the other visions say, he felt the Lord giving him, giving him strength. And then the other one says, David drew strength from God. Then the other one says, but the Lord, his God, gave him courage. I deliberately read, I don't know how many versions, just to get how many different versions would express the same thing on, uh, on what David was going through. So, one of the things that I strongly believe in is that this Bible, these, uh, maybe we could call, call them stories, they were, just, they were not written in vain, but they were written for a purpose, and they live today. That's why the Bible says, heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God shall forever, what? Stand. And it stands up to now, and it will encourage us. Now, I want to ask us a question, and I want you to talk. We're preaching together, right? I want you to talk. If you were in David's shoes, what would you have done? I want you to talk to somebody whom you are seated to there. Let's talk. Talk. Ask, ask the people you are sitting with the question. Oli, you can come and talk to me here since you are sitting down along there. Come, come, Oli, come. Let's talk, church. I want us to talk and ask somebody and say, imagine if you were David, King David and this happened to you, what would you have done? Come, I want to hear all his answer. <laughs> Oli doesn't want to talk to me because I have a mic. I'm sure he was going to tell me scary things. Good, good point there, Oli. So keep, talk, keep talking, church. I'm just giving you 30 seconds. Keep talking to somebody. What would you have done?
Grace, I'm sure you're listening to what your mom and dad are saying. Yes. Come on, church. Come on, church. Talk, talk, talk to somebody. Right. I'm just going to... I just gave a test, right? Now it's time to prove the answer. So I'm just going to pick any random people and ask you what your partner said. Okay, let's start. Kelly. <laughs> what did Phil say? Right. Thank you so much. Let's give Kelly a round of applause. Who wants to volunteer so that people won't get angry? Who wants to volunteer somebody and share? Two seconds before I choose. Also, you allow me to choose. Holly, what did he say? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you very much. So I appreciate the few people who have answered and your genuine responses, right? You probably feel angry, feel distressed, you feel, you know, all sorts of things would go through your mind. And this is what we go through as Christians, right? I know this situation maybe was at another level, you're just trying to imagine what does it mean to be a king. But let's think of things that we experience in our everyday lives. Let's think of things that we go through as Christians. Some of the things that have made some people stop coming to church. You know, right now we are just reeling out of a COVID situation. Isn't it heartbreaking that just as a result of the pandemic, we lost some people in the church? I maybe not to make a reference to Christ Central because I don't know everybody, but I will tell you, I've been talking to people from the churches back in Zimbabwe, and they're saying, oh, the pandemic kind of like came and wiped some people away. Some people lost their faith. Some people even are angry at God. They're saying, why did God allow the pandemic to come? Hello? Are we together, church? Yeah. These are the things that are real. Nowadays, there is so much negative talk about Christianity, how bad Christianity is. And I'm sure some of us, or if not all of us, or if not most of us here, we are okay exhibiting our identity as Christians right now in this Sunday. But when you go out there, when people ask you, to, are you a Christian? You probably don't want to tell them that, even in your workplace. Why? Because it's discouraging what's been happening. 
just like this situation that David found himself in, it's disheartening and we don't, sometimes don't feel like identifying as who we are because of the situations that we go through. But what I like, the Bible says, but David, in this scary situation, in this painful situation, when he was almost nearing his death, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So God wants us, church, to encourage ourselves. I flew all the way, all the way, I don't know how many thousands of miles, uh, and came here to Canada, and here I am preaching to you. My pastor, my pastor in Zimbabwe was laughing. He was like, oh, you thought you could go to Canada and hide. <laughs> because every time in Zimbabwe, I was always in duty. I was always doing stuff for the church. Do you know? Even sometimes when I felt like I didn't have the power, I always encouraged myself. So when I came here, it was just easy to sit there. And when Mark and Joe come and say, can you preach a church? Oh, no, I can't. Can you work? Can you serve in the welcome team? No, 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 I can't. I could have given that. But I've realized that it's about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is about encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Hello? Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God shall forever stand. Mark and Joe will, can move on, but the church must remain. <laughs> let, let me tell you why I'm saying this. I'm talking to one person. Some other day, some other place, I won't state names. And she's like, I haven't gone back to my church uh, ever since the pandemic. I'm like, why? It's like, ah, oh, I didn't like what the church, how the church responded, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. And then I was like, what did you used to do before that? I used to, to do this in the church. She told me a list of activities. Then I was like, okay, now that you are no longer going back to the church, who is going to do your work? And then for a moment, she just paused and froze and couldn't talk. And she just like, oh, and then she's like, oh, the other reason why I'm not planning to go back to my church is because my pastor, the pastor who used to be at our church, resigned. As a result, do you know that pandemic affected a lot of churches in a, such a terrible way? I'm glad that Christ Central is still standing. I don't know how... We, where we were before the pandemic struck. You know, then I was like, do you go to church for your pastor or you go to church to worship God? Hello? That's why I'm, what I'm saying, that Mark and Joe can move on. Are we also going to say, ah, I was there because of Mark. Is Mark your little God? Or you are worshiping the true God? Hello, church? Can I go deeper? Yeah. There's some people who can stop coming to church because their friend is not coming. So this is what we do, Rebecca and I. We have made a, a resolution that we will not give an excuse to serve in the house of God. As you saw, 
We have two kids, very energetic kids, right? But she was here. I'm here. And thanks to Janet and Jason taking care of them, there's always a way out. But what I realize nowadays, or what we found with the church, with the people nowadays, in the church is always the one on top of the chopping list of things not to, we can easily drop. You know, growing up, I've seen people who have worked in toxic work environments. And you ask them, how many years have you been there? 20 years. All right. I couldn't even stay at this place for three months. You have been there for 20 years. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I have seen people who have been in abusive relationships. Uh, maybe, maybe you Canadians are awesome people. You're, ni you're nice people. I, growing up, I've seen boys who had girlfriends and who would beat the girlfriend. And then the next minute you find them and that, I was like, what are you doing with that monster? Are you like for real wanting to marry this person who's already beating you up before you even become a husband and wife? But then, I love him, I love him. And they continue being stuck with them. Hello, church? But I've seen two people who come to church because nobody greeted them. They don't come the next week. I've seen people who come to church and they are offended. You know, I once mentioned this, that sometimes as a church we make mistakes, right? As leaders we make mistakes, right? I can make, I'm preaching now, but I can make a mistake and hurt you. But I've seen people too giving up. Say, oh, I'm no longer going to be excited, uh, associated with that church. It's so amazing how within the twinkle of an eye, we can easily drop the church. We can easily drop being Christians, but we can hold on to these other earthly things. Lean hard, lean hard, lean on the everlasting arms. I've seen people leaning on temporary arms and putting their trust. And the Bible says, woe unto men whose trust is in men and not unto God. Hello, church? Sometimes when I preach, I just say I'm going to preach, and if they don't even ask me to preach again, that's okay. <laughs> we need to encourage ourselves as a church of God to stay in the Lord. That's what David did. I'm encouraging myself. I've, it's been amazing. Do you know that I haven't been in Canada for so many years? I haven't, I haven't been in, in Canada for three years. It's just been two years and a few months. Can you believe that? But I am encouraging you. Why? Because I've learned the principle of what? Encouraging myself. And I've made it contagious to my wife. Do you know what we do? We called, there's a prayer lead, leader's prayer tonight, right? We do... We, we say this to each other, saying, we need to go to prayer today. So what we're going to do is we're going to push each other. If I'm feeling lazy, kick me. And if she's feeling lazy, she kicks me. <laughs> Hello? And we do that. 
We try to come, we try to put the babies in the bed. If we don't make it, the two of us, one of us has to come, unless if we are not around. Hello, church? Let the church be not the first thing that you drop in your life. Lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus. Men can disappoint. Systems can change. Leaders can change their mind. But God loves you. He loved you before. He loves you now. He'll love you forever. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Stay strong in the Lord. If you encourage yourself in the Lord, God will use you to encourage other people. Challenges are real. Challenges are there. Challenges will always be there. But we have to stay strong. Uh, can you please put that image, of, uh, that image? I have an interesting image that I want to share with you there. She's going to put it there. We don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we face challenges. You see that plant to be so, I know maybe you could be thinking in your mind and saying, oh, it might get run over by a car. But isn't it that amazing? <laughs> isn't it amazing that it looks like tarred rod, but that plant is just growing out and it's beautiful. Isn't that so? We grow in situations like that. If you look at where the, the gospel came from, the gospel, there are people who sacrificed, there are people who went through thick and thin for the gospel to be what it, what it is. And this is the kind of church that God needs, that who grows. Even Jesus himself, he says in John 16, verse 33, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. We all know this is how the story ends. Have you ever watched a delayed match? You know, for those who like hockey, for those who like baseball, for those who like basketball, if your team already won 52 to 24, no matter how much emotional you are as you watch the match, at the end of the day, your team won. Nothing is going to get changed by your tears or however you feel as you watch the game or transcend or think maybe the scoreline will change. This is the same thing that Jesus did for us. We already, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. But what we need to do is to encourage ourselves in the Lord. May you please put the video of an athlete. I, have, I like watching athletics, and this athlete whom we are about to see. that live I think in the Olympics I was like wow what an inspirational woman we saw two people fell did you see that but we didn't see the other story of the other one 
But this one, it looks, she, she still told herself that I can still make it. That's the drive. If that athlete can do it for money, money that can pass away, what about us encouraging ourselves in the Lord? This is the church that God needs. Not the church that's like those old cars which you drive after 55 kilometers, it cuts, then you have to go up and start cranking it. We must keep ourselves moving forward. Hello, church? Are you still happy with me right now? One last video. Can you please show that video? Maybe we might not play it throughout. I don't know how the sound is going to be. But maybe before you play the video, this video I'm about to show you is a, a friend of mine, somebody that I went into class with, somebody who used to walk one, two on her feet until life changed for her. I'm talking about somebody who used to sit in the desk together, chat that I knew her family. We shared the same last name. I used to call her my, long, my, my young sister and all that. But this is what happened to her. Can you please play a video? If the sound is not good, I'm just going to cut the story. Uh, my name is Nobuhle Nimove. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity and testify of the goodness of the Lord. Uh, I'm trying to see how I can put my story across because I'm hoping this can help someone out there. Yeah, maybe you can pause. Uh, I don't know I, whether the sound is clear. But maybe we'll post it on YouTube or when they do the, vi the videos. But what happened is she got involved in an accident. She was shot. I once did a GoFundMe for her. We managed to raise some money and got her a car. Her life, she's a Christian. Her life was at a point of no return. You know, sometimes when we give examples in the Bible, they seem to be far, right? But when you see it so close, you know, and whenever I see her story, I'm like, that could have been me. You know, she was shot and her spine was messed up and she's not able to walk. But she picked herself up. She picked herself up. She's not, she said, I'm not going to allow this to limit myself. So she started studying. Now she's a teacher. If you had listened through, she's inspiring kids teaching them mathematics. She's, she recently, she was doing her degree, got somebody to sponsor her, and right now she's doing her master's. I'm not mentioning her because I'm, I'm trying to get money from you. No, I don't want money. We are okay, we've got the car for her, so it's good. But one of the things that has inspired me with her, she has never at any point cast God she used to be in a praise and worship. She still sings. She still goes to church. She still has a drive. What about you? What's stopping you from worshiping God? Church, let's encourage ourselves in the Lord. Encourage others. And don't give up. Don't give up on God. Because God won't give up on you. God has never given up on you. And he will never, ever give up on you.